This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. This is Brother Bill Busier, Right Worshipful Past District Deputy Grandmaster of Ancient Free and Accepted Masons of the State of Illinois, bringing you the short talk bulletin titled Our Masonic Toolbox, Part 2 of 2, Volume 100, Number 11, from November 2022, written by Brother Brian Musicar, who is a certified lecturer and is currently 5th Northeastern District Education Officer of this same jurisdiction. The compasses should be very familiar to every Master Mason in the USA, yet the spirit and pencil are not. But neither are their lessons only apt for those who have been raised at the sublime degree. Ritual explains that the spirit is an implement which acts on a center pin, whence a line is drawn to mark out ground for the foundation of the intended structure whereas we, as free and accepted Masons, are taught to make use of it for the more noble and glorious purpose of pointing out that straight and undeviating line of conduct laid down for our pursuit in the volume of the sacred law. Further, we learn that the line teaches us the criterion of moral rectitude to avoid dissimulation in conversation and action and to direct our steps to the path which leads to immortality. The skirret is a tool to be used in the preparations for laying a foundation. It's similar to a spool of thread with a handle. The loose end of the thread has a loop or ring which will catch the center pin. The skirret's thread is allowed to unwind and is kept taut. Once the desired length is reached, a piece of chalk or other marking implement may be used to mark the foundation, the skirret's thread keeping the chalk in a straight line all the while. It serves a similar purpose to a ruler when drawing a straight line on a piece of paper. The cleverness of it is in its versatility. With the thread wound up, it takes up very little space and can be carried in the pocket of an apron. When the skirret's thread is affixed to a center pin and allowed to unwind, it becomes longer than any practicable ruler, straight edge, or 24-inch gauge could ever be, and equally as precise. When we consider these qualities in relation to the volume of the sacred law, the skirret becomes the tool which helps us understand how the volume of the sacred law applies to ourselves. Most volumes of the sacred law, be they the Torah, Bible, Quran, Bhagavad Gita, Pali Canon, etc., were written millennia ago in cultures and contexts very different from our own modern world. Yet we are told in the Ended Apprentice Charge to consider it as the unerring standard of truth and justice, and by regulating our actions by the divine precepts it contains. How do we apply the stories and laws of these ancient tomes to our daily lives? Via the use of reason, faith, and proper behavior at all times, which is emblematically represented by the spirit. The third working tool of the Master Mason is the pencil. For many of us, the pencil was the first real writing implement we took into our hands. After enjoying finger paints and crayons as children, our first writing and arithmetic lessons were done in pencil. Canadian ritual explains that the pencil teaches us that all our words and actions are not only observed and recorded by the Most High 
to whom we must render an account of our conduct through life, the pencil reminds us that our actions not only have consequences on earth, but also write a record of our conduct by which we will ultimately be judged. If we look at the pencil more literally, instead of allegorically, it is, like the compasses and skirret, a tool of planning. The compasses and pencil can be used to draw designs upon the trestle board, and the skirret then helps the master mason prepare the ground for the foundation before the first fellow craft tries the first squared stone, even before the first apprentice descends into the quarry with gauge, gavel, and chisel in hand. As masters, we are now overseers of the work. We are masters not just of the craft, but ideally of ourselves. Apprentices represent the rough ashlers, selected for the building, but completely unprepared and unworked. Fellow crafts are perfect ashlers, made ready by the hands of the workmen and tried repeatedly by the plumb, square, and level. Masters, however, are stones ready to become part of the building itself. A master, again ideally, has learned to subdue his passions, internalized, and has become inseparable from his work and is now complete. Masonry, if done correctly, should have done its work upon the master, and then the master is able to step back to guide the fellow crafts and apprentices. He has become a part of the temple instead of merely a man working on it. Just like a properly trained swordsman is more than a man with a sword, a mason is far more than a man with a toolbox, and as such, he will now direct the rest of the temple to be built. In the same way, masters are expected to be able to oversee the work of building the temple in their own souls. It is no longer sufficient to chip away upon the stone or try ourselves by the fellow craft's tools. Now, as masters, we must actively plan and contemplate the building using the compasses, skirret, and pencil. Although the third degree is the culmination and completion of the ancient craft Blue Lodge degrees, we also see that the third degree is a degree of commencement or graduation, and thereby a return to the beginning or foundation of our Masonic journey. The compasses, skirret, and pencil are the tools used before all others. They are the tools of planning and design. We are masters of that which we can control, and as masters, we ought to be stones, tried and true, fitting that house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, while governing the craft with wisdom, providing strength and support for our brothers as the other workmen, and adorning our craft by the beauty of the fine work we hope to leave behind for the generation to come. The trowel is the master mason's unique working tool in the USA, he being invested with all the implements of masonry as well at the same time. Ritual tells us that it was made use of by operative masons to spread the cement that unites the building into one common mass. But we, as free and accepted masons, are taught to make use of it for the more noble and glorious purpose of spreading the cement of brotherly love and affection, that cement which unites us into one sacred band or society of friends and brothers, among whom no contention should ever exist, but that noble contention, or rather emulation, of who best can work and best agree. Considered so, the trowel is an excellent complement to the compasses, skirret, and pencil. While they're used before the first stone is ever hewn, the trowel is used to complete the building both literally and symbolically, uniting the stones and the brethren 
as well as the disparate elements which make up our very selves. On this principle, Masonry unites men of every country, sect, and opinion, and conciliates true friendship among those who might otherwise have remained at a perpetual distance. If the entered apprentice degree symbolizes the physical, and the fellowcraft's degree the spiritual, then the master's degree implies a sense of balance as well as forward thinking, placing the needs and ultimate destiny of the craft before himself, and thereby it is fitting that the master's working tools are the tools of both the beginning, namely the 24-inch gauge, gavel, chisel, compasses, skirret, and pencil, as well as the tools of finishing, namely the plumb, square, level, and trowel. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.